Okay, it's uh, sun's going down. And uh, thanks for 167k, by the way. That's really cool. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Jack has the tapes. Trump collapsing is. Donald Trump's legal troubles with special counsel Jack Smith have reached new heights as we learn that Jack Smith has recordings. Yep, Jack Smith has recordings of Donald Trump talking about classified documents he took involving Iran weapon systems and plans by the United States military to attack Iran. Trump was recorded, guess who, by his own aide during a meeting that took place in Bedminster in New Jersey in July 2021. So all eyes turned to Bedminster and now not surprisingly, there is total chaos among Donald Trump's lawyers, each accusing the other lawyer of being a snitch. There are lawyers <laughs> leaving the legal team. Mega! <laughs> attorneys get attorneys. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis were in Iowa today competing for who is Maybe a they more vile and bigger... As bad as Trump was and looked today, Ron DeSantis is clearly unwell. I mean, not only is he just not ready for prime time, but like, like a very disturbed individual. And there seems to be something like seriously wrong with this man. We will break down what took place in Iowa and down in Florida in deep red areas of that state. There's something very interesting happening a revolt against republicans ridiculous anti-woke policies is taking place before our eyes because guess what it's causing problems a mass exodus of teachers are resigning from school they don't have teachers anymore there is chaos in the school district we'll show you what went down in one such school board meeting that just took place in Hernando County, Florida, this past week? Another day, another MAGA Republican slash Putin conspiracy theory being laundered through MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives. The last one, after all of the whistleblowers just disappeared, MAGA Republicans all the way up to Kevin McCarthy are threatening to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress for not producing a document in response to a subpoena. But guess what? It turns out that this document, well, it was previously turned over by Rudy Giuliani to Bill Barr in 2020 as part of a tranche of documents which originated from a Russian asset who was later arrested for treason in <laughs> Ukraine at the start of the war for helping Vladimir Putin. This mm -hmm. document is quite literally Russian disinformation, and the MAGA Republicans are using the accusation by Russia to defame President Biden and to hold a Republican appointed FBI director with in contempt. Finally, 
The bipartisan debt ceiling bill was passed in the House of Representatives with more Democrats than Republicans voting for it. The final vote was 314 to 117. MAGA Republicans, many of them at least, are now calling to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. So, of course, Kevin McCarthy, he's got to throw some red meat to his face. But, like, modern-day MAGA Republican red meat is so deranged. So, you know what this means? <laughs> well, they got to selectively release more cherry-picked January 6th surveillance footage from the Capitol building to extremist right-wing media. They got a call to abolish the FBI. This party is just used a, I just used the word cherry-picked. And the debt ceiling bill now it's heads afternoon. to the Senate where it is expected to pass and then to President Biden's desk huh? to be signed into law before the June 5th deadline in this crisis that was manufactured by MAGA Republicans. This is the Midas Touch Network. Jordy, sorry to say, is off for the night. Must be nice. Must be nice. Happy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not that happy Pride Month, by the way. Happy Pride Month. Um, something we obviously are big supporters of here at the Midas Touch Network. And on another note, we've got a special treat Ooh. for you at the end of this episode. And I mean, like, make sure you stick around for the end because I've almost never, I'm so excited for this moment at the end of what we're going to show people. I'm so excited. It's going to be a big unveiling, and we're not even going to tease exactly what it is. Y'all are just going to have to stick around. Uh, you know, I'm going to miss Jordy today. I'm not going to lie. I know I know the Midas Mighty are going to miss Jordy as well, no. but the show must the go on. Everybody needs a day off now and then, right, Ben? But it's great to be here. You know, happy Pride to everybody. I think this year, Pride Month takes on even more meaning than normal. We're seeing just all of these attacks on marginalized communities across the country, attacks that have now been mainstreamed by the likes of the Republican Party and Fox News and others, and it's just been really horrifying to see the shift from such major uh, people in power uh, trying to strike down the marginalized people in this country. So Pride Month to me takes on a whole other meaning this month, and we need to stand strong. We need to be protecting everybody in this country, no matter what our beliefs are, no matter who we are, and I think that should be an American value that we should all be here to protect. And, and speaking of people in power who are wielding their power for nefarious purposes, then it's important to think that these Republicans are not exactly on the up and up when it comes to the things they put forward, when they when they try to throw everything at the wall and, and see what sticks. I mean, you see the latest with what's going on with these sham investigations, one after the next. It's just, I'm starting to notice a pattern is all, is all I'm saying here. You mean the pattern that they freaking lie about every single thing? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've been reporting in all of our past episodes, their first strategy is like, let's come up with these fake whistleblowers and just say that we're getting this information about President Biden, because they had no idea. Like, they didn't pitch to people, yo, we're going to help you. If you elect us, you know, we're going to try to fight for better jobs. We're going to try to make sure you can make more money. We're going to try to make sure that you pay less taxes. We're going to try to make sure that you've got health care and that it's more affordable. And we're going to lower prescription drug prices, right? 
that's not the thing that they ran on. They just ran on an agenda of we are going to punish. We are going to go after. And then you have to govern. You have to govern. This is a serious fact. And so the MAGA Republicans, they manufacture this debt ceiling crisis to try to destroy our economy if their demands are not met. Their economic hitmen. And Tom, was this a perfect bill? Absolutely not. But do you have to govern? Yes, were most of President Biden's priorities maintained? Yep. Even certain areas where requirements, the cruel policies of MAGA Republicans to add more work requirements to programs like SNAP were increased from certain ages from 49 to 54. It turns out the way President Biden actually negotiated the overall eligibility increase of 78,000 more Americans per month now qualify for these programs. So President did great. Right, but what are MAGA Republicans, just to give you a sense of their priorities, right? After this bill is negotiated, and because of the deal, Marjorie Taylor Greene had to cut with Kevin McCarthy so that she could get this position on all of these, like, top committees and she can preside as the de facto Speaker of the House. Just, these are their priorities, just so you know. She laid them out to, uh, and by the way, the MAGA people are not buying this at all. They're calling her a rhino now. But just give you a These are the most transparent people on the planet. They know that the MAGA base, that they have cultivated this hatred in over the course of years and years and years. And they built up these completely unrealistic expectations of what they were going to do when they got into power. Because, like you were getting at before, the entire ideology of this Republican Party is simply destruction. They want to blow everything up at the expense of the American people. They want to burn the whole country down. They want to destroy the woke. They want to destroy marginalized groups. Their whole thing is destroy, destroy, destroy. And once you get into power and you're faced with the realities of governing, all of a sudden you realize that issues are a bit more complex and they are unable to do anything except throw red meat to their base. So they completely just got outmaneuvered entirely in this negotiation with President Biden. The MAGA base was incredibly furious at Kevin McCarthy because, to be honest, they would have been furious at Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans had they done anything short of destroying the economy, because that's what MAGA wants. They want to destroy the country. So immediately following, Marjorie Taylor Greene was one of the people who decided that she was going to back Kevin McCarthy in this. Normally, you would think Marjorie Taylor Greene evolved to the person who goes against the establishment and, and stands with the MAGA base. But what we're learning every step of the way is that Marjorie Taylor Greene She's crazy. She believes in QAnon. She spreads all these conspiracy theories. Crazy but at the fashion. end of the day, she is a product of Washington, D.C. She has also become the swamp that she once fought against. And now she tried what? to appease her MAGA base with serious at her. Ben did an excellent video earlier of some of the responses, and we have some of them here, Go which ahead. we'll show you in a bit. But the MAGA base is serious, and Marjorie Taylor Greene 
for supporting this debt ceiling bill, for supporting Kevin McCarthy. So Marjorie Taylor Greene took to Twitter, and these were uh, her ideas of what she was going to do next, Ben, if you want to read them off. Uh, let me just say this, too, though. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, everything they say is projection. So let's be very clear, though. They've always been the swamp when they talk about the deep state that is self-referential. That is them saying that they want to plan people in government to try to undermine everything they say. Okay, they have this committee on the weaponization of the federal government. They wouldn't be using that to weaponize the federal government themselves against their enemies, right? I mean, that would be a little too on the, on the nose. Here. So, so this is what Marjorie Taylor Greene says. All right, all right, all right. We, we now pass this debt ceiling bill. So here's what we do next now, is, is what she says. Here are the priorities, okay? Punish Dr. Fauci, Peter Strzok, James Comey, and John Brennan by defunding their retirement. <laughs> the nerve. Just right. Terminate all government-funded COVID vaccine programs. Disband the 87,000 IRS army. Like, this, is, this is like this list is literally insanity. <laughs> okay, just, just keep going. Take down Biden's domestic terror units in the FBI, DOJ, and Homeland Security that target conservatives. Like, this looks like the freaking Unabomber wrote this. Like, yeah. like this is like a list like Timothy McVeigh and the Unabomber wrote. Punish every switch it goes. Punish everyone mentioned in the Durham report for pushing the Trump Russia hoax. It's just like blatantly fascist. Like, you do realize that John Durham's whole entire role was to investigate things and make recommendations if people committed crimes, who to punish for those crimes. So he didn't make the recommendations to punish anyone. In fact, the only two cases that he brought to trial to punish them, because guess what? Our system has what's called the due process clause. People are entitled to due process. He lost in humiliating fashion. It's like, let's just punish. If their names appear in a freaking report, let's punish them. Here's our next one. Cut funding for all Green New Deal projects. Defund sanctuary cities. Cancel funding for the FBI's new headquarter in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, you're going to show the FBI by canceling their funding. Defund the ATF programs that violate the Second Amendment. Hold FISA courts accountable for spying on over 278,000 Americans. So, Going back to my original point, not one of these things, despite the fact even that these things are just completely crazy, they're all rooted in conspiracy, they're all authoritarian in nature, not one of these things is an agenda that delivers for the people that, hey, we're going to be focused on your job. We want to help the farmers. We want to help the construction workers. We want to help the teachers. We want to help all hardworking Americans. How about we start with not a red X with these things. How about we start with, you know, a nice little green bullet point of let's help people. Okay, let's make people have better access to health care. Let's make sure if they get sick in the United States of America, they get treated for that. Let's make sure that we protect our veterans. Like, think about the list that Democrats would have right now. Yeah. Here's like, if you were to say, look at this thing. Here's President Biden's priorities, right? It would be like, how do we help veterans? How do we make sure we protect people and make sure everyone's equal? 
and give everybody equality? How do we make sure that people get better paying jobs? How do we make sure we lower prescription drugs? That would be our agenda. So it's all punish, terminate, take down, destroy. cut the funding. You know, it is all destruction based. So Brett, going back to the original point, so what do they have to do? They have to come up now with these conspiracy theories and now distract people by, oh, we've got these super secret whistleblowers. And they sound like such morons when they talk about it. Like when James Comer is giving interviews, he's like, yeah, you know, we got these super secret, this is super secret, double secret, top secret spy business that we're dealing with. So that's why we can't let you know who, who these whistleblowers are. And now all of a sudden the whistleblowers, they've disappeared. They're either in jail or they just disappeared. They just happened. So after all of the whistleblowers disappeared, because that's their only agenda, coming up with fake whistleblowers to attack Biden, they have a new one, right? They knew, because they're all freaking criminals, that Rudy Giuliani back in 2020 gave Bill Barr a bunch of like Russian propaganda and a bunch of documents that Bill Barr didn't even want to touch. Like Bill Barr wanted to make sure that this went nowhere near, because Bill Barr, despite being completely corrupt, he at least pursues his corruption with some level of, like, purpose, even though it's corrupt purpose. And he's like, yo, these documents are so crazy, it's going to screw over all of my other evil agenda. So, like, can we remove these documents? But the Republicans were like, oh, yeah, I think they're in one of these documents. There's this form, FD-1023. You know, and they always love these names because it sounds complicated. It's an FD-1023 form that the FBI has in its possession from, you know, a whistleblower or for someone who has it. We can't find the whistleblower, so let's get the FD-1023 points. So they send a subpoena to Christopher Wray, uh, the FBI director, who they pretend is a Democrat. Okay, he's not a freaking Democrat. He was appointed by Donald Trump. Christopher <laughs> Ray is as big of a Republican as me. So they act like this Christopher Ray guy is like protecting Biden and is a lifelong Democrat. He's a Republican. He's Trump's guy. And they send this subpoena asking for this document. And the reason this document would not be just produced publicly is because it is a foreign asset document. It is it is the fruit of the poisonous tree. It is literally criminal documents. You don't just produce them. Also, it's an accusation. Anybody, you can file an FD-1023 form. It doesn't mean it is a substantiated allegation. So if you start just releasing FD-1023 forms in general, everybody would be defamed. You just write an FD-1023, you ask the FBI for it, and all of these accusations that are unsubstantiated just get released, thereby depriving people of due process. So they go, we're going to go after you, Christopher Ray, for contempt. And Christopher Ray's like, yo, do you know what this document is? Like, do you realize where this document even comes from? It comes from someone named Victor Medvedchuk, who used to be a, a member of parliament in Ukraine, but one of the Putin-allied ones, someone who was arrested for high treason for supporting Vladimir Putin before Russia unlawfully invaded Ukraine. So Medvedchuk, back in 2020, funneled this to Giuliani to turn over to the DOJ to attack President Biden in actually weaponizing the DOJ. So that's this document that they are all talking about that now the MAGA Republicans want to hold Christopher Wray in contempt for not turning over the document. So Christopher Wray was like, look, 
if you want to take a look at this document, I can show it to you pursuant to normal protocol when we're dealing with documents from foreign assets. We can show it to you in a sensitive compartmented information facility, a SCIF, and then he showed it to them. But guess what? After you show it to them, they don't care. They and they and they say it. Look, here's MAGA Republican Chuck Grassley giving an interview, admitting that we're not interested. We don't care if it's true. See this clip. And we aren't interested in uh, whether or not the accusations against Vice President Biden are accurate or not. We're in, responsible for making sure the FBI does its job, and uh, that's what we want to know. Okay, Senator, let and, me stop you there. You, you just said you read the document, is that right? Yes. And what did it say? Well, I'm not going to characterize it. That's not exactly where I would stop him there. I go, look, let me stop you there. <laughs> you saying you don't care if it's true? Huh? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we have the Republican Party literally funneling Kremlin propaganda through Rudy Giuliani and trying to use it to take down an American and president by If it's not criminal, it certainly should be criminal. And this is what we've seen them do consecutively. We've seen them do it over and over and over again. And I think even Republicans are kind of starting to catch on. You know, when you see the comments to a lot of these people when they post these sorts of claims, they're like, well, are you going to do something or are you just going to keep uh, saying there's a whistleblower and then the next day it goes away? It, it, how often could you be duped before you realize that you are a mark and the Republican Party treats their voters like they are morons? And if the voters had any sort of self-respect, they'd go, why are you, why are you keep, keep lying to me? Like, they're such obvious lies. Do you remember them? Like, we could go down the list. It was like not even that long ago, a few weeks ago when you had Nancy Mace and Marjorie Taylor Greene. The big thing was, we have bombshell evidence, President Biden running a human sex trafficking ring. This is unbelie unbelievable. And when this comes out, that meters away, right? Then there was the earlier whistleblower. Whistleblower is going to take down the Biden administration. All of a sudden, that whistleblower disappeared conveniently before there were going to be hearings, before they had to show any sort of evidence. There were the Hunter <laughs> Biden papers. Tucker Carlson spent two weeks hyping up the Hunter Biden paper that was going to bring down Joe Biden's presidency. And then they get to the big night of the big reveal, and oh, the papers got lost in the mail. They, had the, they got lost in the mail. Then there were the other whistleblowers from a few weeks ago uh, who also went missing. Then there were the whistleblowers who had the so-called fake, fake whistleblowers who showed up at Congress, the ones who we found out were viewed as like a threat to the United States of America by the FBI and they were fired because they were actual insurrectionists. Those were the people who they ended up getting in front of Congress. And now they've moved on to this document, this super secret document that literally comes from Russians in Ukraine who were arrested on suspicion of treason and traded back to Russia in prison, in prison prisoner swaps within the past year. That is the caliber of whistleblowers. I mean, and, they're, and they'll come up with another one next week. Like, this is their plan. They do it. They get the headlines. They have New York Post run the front page story. They admit it's all bullshit. They move on to the next one. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Chuck, yeah. Chuck Grassley didn't just stop there, though. Should we play the other Chuck Grassley moment from this yeah, interview? Yeah, play the other Chuck Grassley moment where he goes, well, it's, uh, it's just accusations. <laughs> Senator, how damning is this document to the sitting U.S. president? 
Well, it's uh, I, I I don't know that, and but that's you, what we. But need you've to read it. I read it. Uh, let's put it this way: there's accusations in it, but uh, that's uh, it's not for me to make a judgment about whether these accusations are accurate or not. Again, we, you you can't just talk about a thing that is completely false. And you referenced this before. I just want to highlight it. The, where these documents originated from, Viktor Medvedchuk, who was arrested by Ukraine for high treason, he's such an important Putin asset that Putin demanded that he be traded back as part of one of the most high-profile prisoner swaps in the war. That This is the individual who modern-day MAGA Republicans, people who are in the House of Representatives, they're using this freaking document, and they're going on a news network, and they're talking about this. I want to show you, this is what Sean Hannity, even Sean Hannity wasn't really buying it. I mean, he doesn't buy it. I mean, look, Sean Hannity, just like all these Fox idiots, they know it's an op. They know that they are engaged in a psychological operation against the United States of America for money. We know that. This is what Hannity's conversation. They're using this freaking document. And they're going on a news network and they're talking about this. I want to show you, this is what Sean Hannity, even Sean Hannity wasn't really buying it. I mean, he doesn't buy it. I mean, look, Sean Hannity, just like all these Fox idiots, they know it's an op. They know that because we've seen their text messages. Behind the scenes, they freaking laugh at their viewers. Imagine being a Fox viewer who believes in all of this stuff and and. You know, you're getting screwed over. You know, these Republicans are literally picking your freaking pockets and giving tax cuts to billionaires for their freaking private jets and yachts. And all you believe is, is, is all of this stuff. And behind the back, behind your back, Sean Hannity's calling you a moron and an idiot in these text messages like, like he is. But by the way, this is how Hannity, this is what Hannity's conversation with James Comer, James Comer, the MAGA Republican who runs the House Oversight Committee, who's basically one of the main people who launders this disinformation. Here, watch this. Let's talk about your call earlier today with the FBI Director Christopher Wray, along with uh, Senator Chuck Grassley. Um, and you have been asking and demanding that they turn over this 1023 form. Uh, Director Ray acknowledged that they have it. He would produce it for you in private. Um, let, let me ask you about this, because my understanding of a 1023 is, is pretty simple. Is that it is a allegation. You and Senator Grassley believe it's a credible allegation based on the individual whistleblower that brought it to your attention. Okay, I tend to trust you too. Uh, however, the question I have is, are we going to start releasing all 1023s publicly? It, would that result in an invasion of privacy or the potential of making accusations against people that they have not fully corroborated? And why not take advantage of the FBI director's offer to see it in like a private skiff or whatever, you know, whatever area he deems secure? 
Well, to answer that question, Sean, he he offered us the opportunity to come look at it in a private chip, but he, he was going to redact it. Chip. First off, first off, it's not called a chip. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a chip. It's not a chip. Like you're literally the head of the House Oversight Committee. It's not a chip. Okay, I mean that that's number one. Um, and, and, and number two, just like the complete and utter buffoonery there, but here's the thing as they moved on. You have to think like, I, I would never want you to think like, like one of these mega Republican leaders. But they think, if we now just talk about this four, and this is why they've gotten the strategy. Okay, SB 1023. So people know about subpoenas, and people know about like the legal process at a high level. So if what comes out is that we subpoenaed the FBI for a document, and the document says something, then we could tell people that there's truth in it. So what they're trying to do here is take complete disinformation from Vladimir Putin, launder it through the FBI, and then try to give it legitimacy by saying this was a document that the FBI had, but not saying, no, this is a document that comes from an enemy of the United States seeking to overthrow our democracy, and it is merely the wild, ranting, and raving accusation of one of Putin's assets who's trying to destroy our country. They don't say that. And then the hits keep on coming in. Like, And again, a lot of we're seeing this right now is because MAGA Republicans um, and ultimately Kevin McCarthy, rather, Kevin McCarthy passed this debt ceiling bill or got it through, so now they just got to go extra crazy. Right, they gotta like they're desperate. They gotta raise magna. They gotta go. They gotta wag the the keychain in front of their voters' eyes and get them distracted. They gotta, as I said, it's really up. They gotta scream squirrel, 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 and get them distracted because they don't want them paying attention to the debt ceiling bill, which is wildly unpopular with the magna base. They've stoked this magna fire, and now they are getting burnt by it. And you got to expect that to happen. So they want to try to just distract their voters completely. And so the next thing that they have in mind is they're going back to the January 6th footage. We're going to get the real truth out there. America is going to see what really happened on January 6th. Then they try to play these same games that they played when Kevin McCarthy released it. If you remember, he released it to Tucker Carlson uh, when Tucker Carlson uh, was on Fox. It's still nice about Tucker on Fox, uh, I, I will say, uh, as an aside. And if you remember what Tucker Carlson did was he took like 45 seconds of the footage showing the QAnon shaman like walking down a hallway and was like, look, he was being, it was all peaceful. It was all, it was a big peaceful event. Why didn't they show this? Meanwhile, it's like all, like the DOJ has the January 6th footage. The defense of the insurrectionists has been given the January 6th footage so they can make their defense to it. Guess what? We all saw what happened on January 6th. We all know what happened, but they're still insistent on, on, on pushing this completely BS narrative that it was infiltrated by the FBI and they were Antifa, but also the ones that got arrested are Trump supporters and they're political prisoners. It's, it's, it, it's, none of it makes sense. And so Marjorie Taylor Greene is now on her next mission here to push these lies. And so she's decided that she's going to now turn over the footage to two Trump propagandists 
this guy, John Solomon and Julie Kelly. These are the people who she is giving the footage to so that they could pull the same damn that Tucker did. You know, show, show a person walking down the hallway and go, what, what, what was wrong with that? What was, what, what was wrong with that? You guys might remember the John Solomon guy. He's, you know, all he does is just, you know, clown. Trump's the best. Trump's amazing. He's this guy. He's like the biggest I clown on the planet. this is going to help Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, I like, like it'll help him. That's a, <laughs> yeah. And literally, if, if you even, like, read the guy's Wikipedia page, like, this this is who Marjorie Taylor Greene gave our sensitive January 6th footage to. Uh, in recent years, he's been accused of magnifying small scandals, creating fake controversy, and advancing conspiracy theories. During the Trump presidency, he advanced Trump-friendly stories, including questioning reporting that women who had accused Trump of sexual harassment had also sought payments from partisan political donors and questioning the legitimacy of criminal charges against Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort. He also played an important role in advancing conspiracy theories about unproven allegations of wrongdoing in Ukraine by Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, Solomon's stories about the Biden's influence from fruitless attempts to pressure Ukrainian President Zelensky into publicly launching an investigation into the elder Biden, an attempt that led to Trump's first impeachment. So that's who Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to uh, get the footage to, and now she's pushing a new theory that, oh, the, it's actually the FBI, they, they hush-potted the supporters, and, and they went out there and the FBI made, they made the poor Trump supporters act violent, and they made the Trump supporters uh, uh, attack the Capitol. Should we play the, the honeypot clip then? Let's, let's yeah, play the clip. See, this should never happen. The federal government should never be weaponized against the people and set up honeypots and traps hmm. to draw people in and, and actually take part in making these people commit crimes and then framing the people to set up a narrative against a president, it's wrong. And I believe that's what happened on January 6th. You know, it's fascism meets idiocracy, and the obvious way to highlight that is the fascism there. Let's talk about the idiocracy. Like, she does not even know the words that she's saying. Like, I perhaps she looked up the word honeypot once and then confused honeypot with honey trap. Like, I don't know that she, she's not even saying anything that means anything. Like, just so you know, like, what is a honeypot? A honeypot is a computing term, and a honeypot is a computer security mechanism set to detect, deflect, or in some manner counteract attempts at unauthorized use of information systems. There's something called physical honeypots, real machines with its own IP addresses. This machine simulates behaviors modeled by the system, and virtual honeypots. The use of these types of honeypots allow one to install and simulate hosts on the network from a different operating system. Now, how a honeypot had anything to do with January 6th is very confusing to me. But I think she was so using it as it was used in the uh, Seth Rogen movie, The Interview, where they used the term honeypot to describe uh, their mission um, in the movie. So I think that she means honey trap, an informal scheme in which a victim is lured into a compromising sexual situation to provide an opportunity for blackmail. Okay, wow. so that's what is actually to blame, according to the MAGA Republicans, is that the FBI had a scheme where they lured all of these MAGA incels into compromising sexual acts on January 6th. 
<laughs> and that's how, and that is how you've got the insurrection, ladies uh, and uh, and gentlemen. Wow, we still have a lot to discuss here on the Midas Touch Network, and we got to show you what went down in Iowa, what went down in New Hampshire with Trump and DeSantis. It is again fascism meets idiocracy. We'll take a quick break. Have you heard of senescent cells, also known as zombie cells? These old, worn-out cells, they no longer serve a useful function for our health, wasting our energy and our nutritional resources. These zombie cells tend to accumulate in our bodies as we age, leading to the ache. We're on the Midas Touch podcast, Ben and Brett Micellis, Jordy. See, Jordy is... can't join us live. He joins us pre- I know. Recorded with the ads. That's fine. That's fine. That's not too bad. Not too bad at all, but what was so very, very bad and so very, very tiny was the tiny, tiny crowd in Iowa where Donald uh-huh. Trump spoke today. This is the crowd for all of our audio podcast uh, listeners. you got to check out our YouTube. We'll just describe it. It was a very, very, very small crowd and the, uh, the demographic, let's just say, skewed slightly older. Um, slightly older and, and let's say not very diverse, but you can check it out on our, on our YouTube. So let's think about what were the main issues Donald Trump talking about here at this rally that looks like there were 30 people, 30 people in. Um, Donald Trump's first big position was just kind of wondering how he got more votes than his first election, but still lost. He doesn't necessarily realize the way elections quite work. Here, play this clip. As an example, Barack Hussein Obama, Obama got substantially less votes in his second term, and he won. We got more votes than anybody's ever gotten. We didn't win. Explain that. I can explain it, okay? The problem is the fake. Imagine again, like, I I would have to assume that the audience here should care about things like that President Biden's fighting for. I'd have to imagine that the programs that President Biden has fought to protect, like Social Security and Medicare and making sure you can lower prescription drug prices and making insulin available for very, very cheap. I have to imagine that those things for this audience has actually helped their lives. But the real focus here for them is how Donald Trump doesn't realize that you could lose an election um, and he's still wondering how he lost the 2020 election. Like, just think about it. It is, at some level, what the MAGA Republican right-wing fascist ecosystem has created. Like, from just a purely kind of psychological analysis of the situation here, everybody in this room has been significantly hurt by the man speaking before them. Like, like their lives have been injured significantly and will be injured in the future. He's up there talking about how whiny he is about losing in 2020 and how jealous he is of Barack Obama. Meanwhile, on the other side, you've got President Joe Biden, who every single day has not only fought for these people, but actually like delivered results for them, tangible things that they all use every day. And yet they go to this thing and they, and they call it the conservative club. Like it just goes to show you how brainwashing can like actually work and how we really have to just roll up our sleeves to convey information in a way that large media networks fail them. So, 
So what else is he talking about, right? You know, clearly he's then moved on to talk about issues that must matter to the crowd. Like, is, is he talking about the price of insulin? Is he going to talk about benefits for veterans? Is he, is he going to talk about how you can make sure that there's accessibility for them at hospital? Like, is he going to talk about those things? Nope. On to... Ashley Babbitt, a freaking terrorist, an insurrectionist who was part of the violent mob screaming, F the police, F the police. In a report by the Capitol Police, they said that by stopping Ashley Babbitt, it's unfortunate they had to shoot and kill her, but it is also equally unfortunate that she became a terrorist and an insurrectionist and tried to break in to kill lawmakers. The Capitol Police said they saved lives by stopping Ashley Babbitt. But here, Donald Trump's next issue to this crowd right here is focused on, let's spread more lies about Ashley Babbitt. Let's say, even though it's actually on videotape, what happened, let's say what she was doing was actually trying to hold He's protecting the capital, motherfucker. Deserves a medal. Deserves fucking handcuffs. somebody who Donald Trump actually hurt. Donald Trump got Ashley Babbitt killed with yeah. his rhetoric, with his Thank call you. to action. Yeah. Yes, Ashley Babbitt was a proud MAGA soldier for Donald Trump, yeah, she, who seemed to happily die for Donald Trump, and her mother has followed in her footsteps of continuously defending Donald Trump when he should be the one that she is mad at. And she goes around Washington, D.C., Ashley Babbitt's mother, and she harasses uh, protesters of the insurrection. She, the other day, so assaulted one of these talk, protesters who was protesting against fascism who was near her, and she herself got arrested. It's, it's really tragic and really sad that you could throw your life away for somebody who doesn't give a crap about you, and you devote your entire life 
your entire personality to somebody who got your daughter killed? Are you kidding me with that? You told me earlier about, uh, I still have to take a look at it, so maybe you can describe it for our viewers and listeners, a post by Rage Against the Machine that was anti-fascism, and then all of these blue check marks who are now these Elon Musk were all like, now you've become the machine because you're talking out against fascists. By the way, it didn't say, like, screw Republicans. It didn't say, like, we're anti-MAGA. Um, it said, what, Brett, like, we do not, what was the post that, that made all of the modern-day Republicans livid and saying that, oh, raise against the machine, you are now the machine. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it, but it was, it basically said, you know, there's a German saying that if nine people are at a table and one Nazi sits down at the table and nobody protests and welcomes the Nazi and that means there are ten Nazis sitting at the table. No mention of Republican. It is anti-Nazi. Like, it's strictly an anti-Nazi phrase that Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine posted. And the Republicans on the internet, like, freak out. How could you? I thought you were raging against the machine. It's because they've deluded themselves into thinking that they are these counterculture warriors because they are hateful. They think that's being cool and counterculture and punk. When that's not at all being cool and counterculture and punk, it just means that you're an asshole. It just means that you're a jerk. Like, that's, that's all it means, and they are proudly showing who they are now. Donald Trump gave these people the, the, uh, the ability to just be the worst versions of themselves. And then online, somebody like Elon Musk gave them the ability for their voices to have more power than anyone else's voices. So you go to that Rage Against the Machine post, here, I, I found it from Tom Morello. Uh, you know, it's everyone's just pissed here. What about? Why don't you say the same thing about communists? Time to throw out all my rage against the machine just now. Like you clearly didn't understand rage against the machine and didn't actually listen to them or understand the lyrics. If you think their post against Nazis is an attack on you, it says far more about you. About it. Also from the same event in Iowa. So one of Trump's strategies too is to the way he positions himself to like run against DeSantis. I, I don't even know what to like. It's just pure cult of personality, Donald Trump. Like there is not even like there, there is no position that he takes now other than just saying the opposite of what DeSantis says and then just whining about losing in 2020. So here, Donald Trump turns against the, get this, he, he says, he, he doesn't like the term woke anymore. He doesn't think woke is a good term. for play, play this It's gone sick. And I don't like the term woke, because I hear woke, 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 you know, it's like just a term that use half the people can't even define it. They don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, the whole thing that you created was go after the woke, the woke this, or the woke that. By the way, um, someone dug this up. The Trump store back in 2020 was selling woke merchandise as part of its outreach to black voters. They sold literally woke hats, woke black voices shirts, mm -hmm. and other shirts that just said that just said woke on it. Let's turn to this DeSantis event. I, I said earlier in Iowa, Brett, but you reminded me that they've been traveling all over, but this actually happened at a New Hampshire event. And this is Ron DeSantis having another outburst and laughed out at a reporter who asked him why he declined to take audience questions after his first event. So DeSantis spoke, 
and then wouldn't take questions and then kind of walked around and was taking photos with people. But just watch how DeSantis just like loses it over the most basic questions. Play this. Why not take any questions from voters, He's like a petulant child. Like, I think the DeSantis team thinks it has the same sort of impact that Trump acting like a jerk to the press did. But it, I mean, that was despicable in and of itself. But DeSantis doing it just, it, it makes him seem just even tinier as a person. Just makes him seem incredible. These men, Ben, just far too emotional to be in politics. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think. Thinking about far too emotional. Okay, this follows a series of rides. Let's roll through a few of these kind of weird, bizarre, cringy moments here. Play this little montage we Are you I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. How would they know me? Okay, think about that. Do you honestly believe that's credible? So this is 20, 2006. I'm a junior officer. Do you honestly think that they would have remembered me from Adam? Of course not. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please. <laughs> honestly, it's not doing anything. we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. We're going to do ballot harvesting. We're going to do ballot harvesting. I'm doing it, yes. I'm not gonna... This is a, this is ridiculous. How would they know me? Mass. I mean, please take... <laughs> thinks it has the same sort of impact... ...seem incredible. These men, Ben, just far too emotional to be in politics. Roll through a few of these... Roll through a few of these kind of weird, bizarre, <laughs> cringy moments. Here, play this little montage we, we made. Are you blind? Are you blind? I'm not I'm not a candidate. So we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. How would they know me? Okay, think about that. Do you honestly believe that's credible? So this is 20, 2006. I'm a junior officer. Do you honestly think that they would have remembered me from Adam? Of course not. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> honestly, it's not doing anything. we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine. But this is, a, this is ridiculous. Not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is a, this is ridiculous. 
So we're going to do ballot harvesting. We're going to do ballot harvesting. I'm doing it, yes. I'm not going to plug light with one yen tie behind my back. It's crazy. Yeah, that's bad. Okay, don't back down. This is the snot rub. The snotty rub. This can just the no. Shoulder up with the <laughs> such a good clip. That's such a freaking good montage. That like it's real. Yeah. I'm not gonna plug light with one yen tie oh, behind man. my back. It's crazy. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Okay, don't back this down. It's the snot rub. The snotty rub. This can just the no. Shoulder up with the water. <laughs> such a good clip. That's such a freaking good montage. Like it's really A plus work right there. And then there was that one moment too from earlier in the day where he's like, "I'm gonna do ballot harvesting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna really do it. What's, what's mean, going on with the dude? What's I mean, going on with this guy? It's bizarre behavior. Honestly, it's bizarre behavior, and I don't know if he has like some sort of social issues and anxiety when he's around <laughs> people. I don't know if he just really has an extreme anger problem. The Trump folks I know, a lot of them are speculating that he's on Ozempic and that he has these Ozempic-induced rages. Rage. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> it, 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 there are a lot of theories going around. I'm, I'm a little inclined to believe the Ozempic ray, honestly, because his whole look has changed and you see it like in his face you can't obviously uh you know see it if you're listening but if you watch the clips especially that clip uh where he's talking about the ballot harvesting i, I don't even know what to compare he's almost like when vince vaughn gets really like mad in a movie and it's like funny because <laughs> it's like it's so over the top like DeSantis just continues to be clown himself everywhere he goes, and this guy thinks that he has what it takes to be president, and and he also, you know, like all of them, he's running on this platform of destruction. I'm going to destroy the left. I'm going to destroy the wolf. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to What are you going to build for us? Are you What are you going to create? What kind of health care are you going to give us? What are you going to do for veterans? What are you going to do for unions? You don't want to talk about any of that because all your teachers are freaking leaving you because you're running them out of the state. Your your residents in Florida are fleeing the state because they're scared of the environment. Your businesses are removing billion-dollar projects from your state because of your policies. But sure, go off on the woke. Go keep rubbing your schnot on your uh, supporters and uh, go into your Ozempic-induced rages or whatever the heck is going on there. I don't know what the hell is happening. You're such a lefty, man. You're such a you're such a liberal. <laughs> you you, you want to be compassionate about people, Brett. What a, what a liberal. You, you, you want to make sure people can have better-paying jobs and better working conditions and have health care. What a you're such a you're a you are a radical, man. Wokester. You are woke and you are so freaking radical but look I, I truly think though piece by piece if we just stay steady we keep sharing these messages I do think the American people are starting to get it I really do already the pro-democracy coalition is far bigger than this MAGA Republican whatever you want to call it fascist idiocracy thrift but it is just so important, though, that we not lose sight. Like, we need to call out that behavior, but also, like, I don't think that we should in any way, like, 
mimic, like be a, our own version of that behavior. You know what I mean? Like where we have to still always be, no matter what names the MAGA extremists call us, is like we just got to remember they're trying to provoke us, right? All they're trying to do is what like Marjorie Taylor Greene does, like meh, 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 meh. Oh, look, you reacted. <laughs> look, now I'm scared of you. Oh, like the whole thing is they're trying to poke and poke and poke to get a reaction and then just do a 30 second clip and you at like the worst moment and go, look, we're right. So all you got to do, make sure you just say steady, compassionate. And I'm telling you, ultimately, compassion, intelligence is always going to win. And speaking about intelligence, how intelligently is special counsel Jack Smith running this investigation? I mean, it is one of the most diligent investigations that's taking place. It's the criminal investigation into what led to the January 6th insurrection, the insurrection itself, Donald Trump's other efforts at election interference, wire fraud, and then, of course, the investigation into Donald Trump's theft of thousands of government records. And one of the breaking news stories over the past 24 or 48 hours has been that special counsel Jack Smith has located, he's identified as part of his investigation, an audio recording of Donald Trump back from July of 2021 when Trump was in Bedminster talking to individuals who were ghostwriting a book for Mark Meadows, like just two random dudes, basically. And Trump was bragging to the random dudes who were asking him questions about Mark Milley, General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And, tr and Trump was like, well, I've got classified records. I can't show you because they're not declassified yet, but I got classified records that basically show the uh, war plans when it comes to Iran, and that's why... He was, like, holding them, like, they, they heard him in the background of the recordings rustling like that, like... He's like, I, I got a document, you know, they, they have no proof necessarily if it was a confidential uh, classified document that he was holding himself, but he was referencing the document as they heard paper rustling. Like, this is, I, I mean, the worst thing for Trump is ever to get on a recording, and he far too often has been finding himself on these recordings in key situations, whether here or in Georgia, on the phone with Brad Raffensperger in that case, and Trump is somebody who notoriously stays away from having any sort of footprint on things. He doesn't use email, he doesn't use cell phone. Like he, he, he's notorious for not doing any of that. So once you get Trump's voice on a recording, I mean, that right there is a big deal and a smoking gun that just adds to a pile of smoking guns that Jack Smith already has. And it's clear at this point to me that indictments are, are pretty imminent here, in, in, in the documents case at least. Well, the grand jury in the criminal investigation into Trump's theft of these government records and obstruction of justice, the last time they met was back on May 5th. So what is likely taking place right now is special counsel Jack Smith is writing up his recommendation for what a criminal indictment would look like. He has to then get permission from Merrick Garland, um, which I certainly expect him to get. That process just takes some time, but I think we will be seeing summer indictments on the case involving Donald Trump's theft of government records, thousands of them. And so what what is Donald Trump's lawyer, I guess one of his remaining lawyers, and we'll talk more about this in a moment, Jim Trusty just goes, that's the name of Donald Trump's lawyer, uh, basically one of the remaining lawyers, everyone else has either been resigned, resigned or fired. He goes on CNN, and, and what does he do? 
he blames the leak. I guess the one problem with that theory is Donald Trump's aide was the one who recorded it. It wasn't like secretly leaked and funneled through whatever. Donald Trump's aide, Margot Martin, I think is her name, who was one of Donald Trump's aides at the White House, she was the one who made the recording. There she is right there. She was at this meeting. Let's play this clip of Jim Trustee saying what's really fascinating about the leak. These tapes would indicate that former President Trump knew that the documents that he had were classified. Does that not make uh, his statements about blanket declassification and some statements by his representatives, wouldn't that make those lies? Yeah, I'm not going to dignify the DOJ leak. What I will tell you is this. It's, when you are, but I this mean, is, it does this sound is addressing like you just your, don't want to address the 